Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited that you are listening to a new podcast episode this week. This is a place where I talk about health and wellness and biohacking and nutrition. And I am really, really stoked about this episode because it is all about preconception health. Dr. Mary and I have a lot in common. We share a passion for educating women and men on how to become healthy before you even start to try to conceive. And so we dive into this. We talk about so much, all about nutrition and diet and really what you can do to make a difference in the health of your kid, also the health of the mother going through birth and postpartum, and really how to optimize this time in our lives. So this is so close to my heart. As you know, I am developing a program all about this. I still haven't fully got my voice back, but I am developing a program all about this and I'm really excited to dive deeper into this. So if you haven't already, and you are very interested in the idea of conception prep, or even if you're struggling with fertility, definitely reach out to me, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, because there's going to be a lot of content coming out about this. And I'm going to share a lot more about my program coming out in the fall. That's more of a community and a membership where I'm going to help people prep for this time in their lives. So I think it's great that we have kind of online courses, some people that are doing this, and there's some books, but I really think we need something in between. And when I talk to people online, this is what they talk to me about is like, they don't necessarily want to spend a couple grand on a course and they want more recommendations than just don't drink alcohol or take a prenatal vitamin. We get into that. There are so many cool topics discussed in this, and I really think you're going to get a lot out of it. Please feel free to share this with anyone who you know is going through this stage in their life right now as well. I think it's so important that we really help people become as healthy as they can be, detoxify, cleanse, so that we don't pass on our toxic overload to our kids, which kind of tends to happen. It goes from generation to generation and it accumulates, unfortunately. And I'm sure a lot of people know this, but the new generations that are being born right now are actually set to not live as long as us and people older than us. And that is the first time in history that that is happening. And a lot of that has to do with lifestyle choices, nutrition, environmental toxin overload, and things like that. So it really, really does start before you even conceive. And that is the premise of this episode. So I think you're going to get a lot out of it. A shout out to one of my favorite brands that creates supplements for women and menstrual health, New Chi, spelled N-O-O-C-I. I love their menstrual health supplements. It is all about traditional Chinese medicine and using those herbs to help with this time in our life. So there's like ginseng and different adaptogens that help with the different symptoms that we have throughout our menstrual cycle. So when we are feeling irritable or having mood swings or cramping or bloating, PMS, things like that, 
when we consistently take these types of herbs and adaptogens, they really make a difference in our hormones and in our bodies and in our cycles. So definitely check out Nucci if you haven't yet. I love using them. And a shout out to Inside Tracker. This is a at-home blood test that comes to your house. They do your vitamins, minerals, and hormones. And they recently added a new test or new biomarker that they test for, which is insulin. And this is so important because when we look at our blood work, we really have to look at insulin before we even look at sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, things like that, because it all kind of cascades down. So I think it is really important to kind of get the full picture and get everything tested. I get tested with them every quarter and I love it. I think it's so important and I recommend you do the same. So that is Inside Tracker. Everything is linked in my show notes and on my shop page on my website, biohackingbrittany.com. Definitely check it out and enjoy this episode and stay tuned for another one coming next week. Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for joining us for another episode this week. I am still getting over being sick, so I sound a little nasally, but I'm slowly getting better. But I still wanted to produce this podcast episode anyway, because I am obsessed with preconception health and fertility and women's health in general. And I am so honored to be able to talk to an expert in this space. So joining me today, I have Mary Shackleton, who is a naturopathic doctor specializing in women's health and environmental medicine, which is really cool. She has over 24 years of experience in her private practice, and she has successfully treated conditions caused by toxic exposure, such as autoimmune diseases, hormone imbalances, and cognitive decline. She also has a master's in public health and a bachelor of science in psychology. And when I was going through your website, I thought it was so cool that you were the first naturopathic doctor for the first disabled ascent of Mount Everest in 1998. What a achievement. And oh, I can't wait to actually hear about that experience. Yeah, that Um, was cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I love of what you do as well is you are the vice president of Pride Pads in Africa, and you're an author of your new book, preconception cleanse, detoxify your life inside and out for the optimal health of your baby. So that was very long, but welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having a podcast so I don't have to have one. (laughs) Happy to do so. Happy to do so. I am obsessed with your book. I have been reading it every single night and I love all of the content and everything that you do. So before we kind of get into the specifics. I want to know why preconception health? How did you get to this point? And what made you focus on this in your business? Such a good question. I think if I don't have a, like an OBGYN type of practice, but I have a practice where people have been coming in for the last eight years with more cognitive decline, more depression, more anxiety, more attention and focus difficulties than I've ever seen before. And in true naturopathic form, you know, naturopaths are really looking upstream at the cause. So yes, we can help those things once they happen, but I'm like, why is this happening? And then you really just cannot look anywhere but the environment. And the environment is definitely triggering neuroinflammation. Our brain is one of the most sensitive organs to toxicity and we are bombarded daily. And so the result is this neuroinflammation which can look like all kinds of things. And I was thinking, well, what if the next generation of kids 
was born with a reduced toxic load and they had a better chance as they grew up and became adults of having better cognitive function and less redu- less neuroinflammation, less issues. So it's a lofty goal, but my hope is to teach women who are of fertile age to detoxify, lower their total toxic burden before they conceive so that they don't pass that to their baby. Yeah, absolutely. I am totally on board with you with this as someone who's in that life stage right now. And I actually think that's how we got connected. I think you saw some of my content, maybe on Instagram, where I was talking about preconception health. And what's interesting is so many people actually don't even understand what that is. Like they don't understand the idea of detoxing or cleansing, you know, three months before, one year before trying to get pregnant, like before you even start to try, it's like such a new way of thinking about it. But I think, like you said, it's so important when our toxic exposure is through the roof now in most of the places that we're living and the the decisions that we're making. So it's honestly, it's tough. And like, so for the people who come to you and your clients, like how do you start to explain this to them and really get them on board when they might not even really understand what like environmental medicine even means? Yeah, that's such a good question. Well, sadly, more and more people know what environmental medicine is because they're sick and they don't know why. They've got a number of diagnoses that don't make sense. Like they've got an autoimmune disorder and they've got their brain is always somehow involved or they have a thyroid disorder. The thyroid is also a very sensitive organ to toxicity. So when our bodies get exposed, they can tolerate that for a certain amount of time. And depending on your genetics and how you eat and how you absorb and what kind of area you live in and what your exposures are, you can tolerate it for a certain amount of time. And then you just can't. Your body will start sending you signals that something's not right. And often fertility is one of those problems. So I'm kind of relying on people like you and in your age group to kind of shift this paradigm. And really, I think if you can grasp this visual, which is vertical transmission. So if you think about your great grandmother, what she was exposed to, she gave it to your great grandmother, your grandmother, your grandmother passed that along to your mother and your mother passed it along to you. And so each successive generation has had a greater toxic burden. And so this new generation of babies that we're seeing have got a multitude of issues on arrival. And so they are expected to not actually outlive us in terms of their chronic health conditions. And so it is, we really start need to, we need to shift the way young women are thinking. And I had so many women sit down and say, I can't wait to get pregnant next month and I want to do a detox. And I said, no, 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 come back in a year, do it between pregnancies, but don't do it now because everything you start to unearth and that's stored we store toxins in really weird places. And as you coax them out with far infrared sauna, which I know you're a huge fan of, and so am I, sauna and lymphatic cleansing and really actually getting your liver healthy, all those things do get liberated and they get mobilized into your system. And then the baby will get absorbed and it will absorb those things. And so that's the number one thing we want to prevent. We want to make sure the baby has kind of a new terrain that is free as much free as possible. I think it's impossible to say that, you know, there are no toxins just because it's impossible, but you know, a reduced total toxic burden would be the goal for women before they actually conceive. Yeah, absolutely. So women listening to this and maybe even men as well, how would they know if maybe their toxic load is probably too much or is not at a healthy state? Like 
what are the com- common like symptoms that they would be able to pick up on and be like, oh, okay, like I really actually do need to focus on cleansing and detoxing. Right. So how do you know if you're toxic? It's a good question. Well, first of all, if you breathe air, drink water and eat food, you're toxic. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bottom line. So no need to wonder. The question is like, how toxic are you? And so sometimes, you know, and I, you know, I tend to see a sick population of patients, but for somebody that's got an autoimmune diagnosis, such as let's say Hashimoto's or lupus or celiac is actually an autoimmune disorder. If you've got an autoimmune disorder, I spend a lot of time talking to patients about their family history. So how old is your mother, your father, your grandparents? What were their diagnoses? Were they on medication? So if somebody has a long history of your neurologic issues, like let's say somebody had MS or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, those are almost always related to toxic exposure. And so those types of things give me clues. And then the patient's symptoms, you know, sometimes people have a slight tremor. Sometimes people have, again, brain fog, cognitive decline, even fatigue is a sign, could be a sign of heavy metal toxicity, could be a sign of environmental pollutants like pesticides and herbicides and chemicals in the environment. So it really kind of comes out in the in the intake, but you can do a self-assessment by answering those questions for yourself. Do I have an autoimmune disorder? Do I have any other diagnosis? And what's my family history like? So sometimes those can be really big clues. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. I think we're all toxic to a certain point. And I think it takes a lot of, from my experience, my, my personal experience, it takes a lot of conscious effort and daily healthy habits to undo it. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. And that's not a bad thing. It's just sometimes it's a lot for people, especially if they haven't started before or they're maybe not really on a healthy path right now. So throughout your book, you have a bunch of different recommendations, but what do you think are the most important pillars or healthy recommendations that you would recommend to basically everyone who's like, okay, I'm ready to detox? That's a really good question. I think one of the first bullet points that comes to mind is, well, and I appreciate this about your blog is that it gives people a lot of ideas of how to detox. And so the five pathways of elimination are gut. So eliminating through stool, we have lots of dumping of toxins into our stool. So if you're not having a regular bowel movement every day, that is the first place to start. So you want to make sure you're having a one, at least one bowel movement a day. And people in our cultures are very squeamish about talking about stool. It is the most important because this is a reflection of your microbiome. And so if you have like a little baby stool every day, then we can tell your microbiome is not that healthy. 50% of what you see in your stool is actually good bacteria. So that is a clue. So regular bowel movements every day. And if you don't have a regular bowel movement, then take a magnesium or increase your water, increase your fiber for sure. Sometimes I tell people eat a carrot and an apple every day and three liters of water. And then let me know if you're still not pooping. That'll usually do it. Simple. So bowel movement, number one. Number two, hydrating. So when you don't have enough hydration, your kidneys are struggling. We will all in our lifetime experience some degree of kidney failure as we age. Hopefully not till we're in our 90s, but sometimes it happens younger. And depending on how your toxic exposures are, kidney failure can happen, you know, even to a very young person. Somebody that living in, that's living in India, for example, their kidney failure rate is, is very high there, even at young ages. So hydration, avoidance of chemicals as much as you can, and then sweating. So you're a big fan of the sauna. So am I. It is the number one tool, in my opinion, because everything comes out in your sweat. So heavy metals pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate, which is Roundup that's sprayed all over the commercially grown food. All of these things come out through your sweat. So I can't say enough about that. And a lot of times people will say, 
through exercise. Sure, I love it. But I love the sauna more because it puts you in a parasympathetic state where you are you can release more toxins and where you can heal and it also lowers anxiety. It's calming for the nervous system. So I wish everybody could have one in their house. I have one in my clinic. I have one in my house. I feel like it they are really important health tools. And you know, in certain countries like Finland, they have community events centered around sweating. So it's a tool recognized in lots of different cultures. And I would love to see that become more prevalent in our cultures. And then we have skin. So again, skin and skin and lymph are similar in that the lymph, lymphatic system transports things that we've excreted through our skin. And the lymph, there are probably mm, two to three hundred lymph nodes in our body. And the more we exercise, the more we squeeze those lymph nodes to let go of whatever's been excreted. So it goes through the skin. So exercise pumps the muscles, the muscles pump the lymphatic nodes, the lymphatic nodes pump the lymph out into the to the bloodstream and out through the skin. So exercise, movement, even lymphatic massage, if you tend to be kind of clogged up, is really, really super beneficial. I, I have a funny story. I was I was at an inpatient detox center in Austria several years ago, it was basically like a naturopathic hospital inpatient. It was incredible. And one of the things on the menu every day was a lymphatic massage. And even though I've recommended them to my patients for years, I've never actually had one. So I went and I thought, oh brother, have you ever had one? No, I haven't, but I would love to. Amazing because it feels like nothing. It feels like somebody's trying to tickle you, like barely touching you and there's no pressure. And so I thought, oh brother, really? And all of a sudden I got this wave of nausea and I almost threw up. I had to sit up and had to have them stop for a second. So there was a release of something so urgent and I was really amazed. (laughs) So the lymphs, the lymphatic system plays a huge role in detoxification and there's very little information about it. There's very, we don't talk about it in med school. It's casually glanced over the, we think about the lymph nodes getting enlarged when we have an infection, we can feel them in our throat or in our neck, but we don't really understand the magnificent power of lymphatic cleansing. And so those are the ways to do it. Movement and sweat keeps the lymphatic going. And I'm missing one. Oh, liver, the magnificent liver. So the liver, we, you know, we all think about the liver as the only detox organ, but we have those other four that I just mentioned. The liver is really amazing. And I think that there's a lot of myths around liver detoxification. That's kind of some of the things I dispel in the book, but the liver you know, people want to like do a juice fast or a water fast to detoxify their liver. And let me tell you, that is not the way to do it because your liver requires protein, carbs, and fat to make phase one and phase two detoxification in the liver really efficient. And so if either one of those shut down, then you just have like this traffic jam of toxins that can't get out. And sometimes people will say, oh, I have a headache. I'm doing a detox. That's actually a really bad sign. <laughs> I want people to know that if that happens, stop what you're doing, drink a lot of water, get some sweating going, move, 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 move. And then that will go away. So the liver really requires nutrients for detoxification. And that's kind of a common myth that you know fasting will help you detox. It, it doesn't actually increase liver detox. So that's one, one important myth to know about. So those are the five pathways, which I think if you start thinking about living a really healthy life, and I can tell from your feed that you you know what I'm talking about, you know, being outside, cold plunging, sweating, eating well, drinking water, those are some basics that we can all pretty much most of us can do those things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the five pathways, I'm just writing this down so for people. So it's 
the organs associated with them would be the liver, kidney, skin, gut, and then is the fifth one lymph? Okay, that's what I thought. That's very interesting because, and I've talked about this, like I am moving towards more women's health in my own business and looking at putting together like a program about preconception health as well. And I, I think a lot about these types of things and how do we get people to kind of do these daily healthy habits. And it's almost like we need, it's, and it's exactly what you said, you need like a healthy habit to support every eliminating organ in the body and try to do it daily. I think that's such a smart way to look at it. I have a question for you regarding sweat. So I do saunas a lot and cold therapy and exercise and all these things. And I've noticed actually a change in the smell of my sweat lately. And it's so interesting. And I was like, I don't know why. And it's, I think it's been maybe the last, like, maybe last couple months, I want to say, but my sweat almost smells like sweet, like different. And I don't know, do you ever have clients come to you and say like, I've started smelling different when I sweat? Like what this, what could that mean? Is that like detoxing or what do you think? Well, it's such a good question. I I actually have heard that quite a few times and I don't know. There's no data for me to really know because, you know, nobody's making any money off of this. So there's not a lot of research allocated to this area. But what I can say is that I think we really do store things in terms of layers. And sometimes people will say, wow, really pungent layer of something coming up now, you know, and yours is sweet. And I don't know what that means, but I just think it is, these are layers of things that we're breaking through and letting go of. And some of them are older than we are. So it's hard to know. I've had patients when they're former smokers sit on a white towel in the sauna and it'll be yellow. I've had patients that had, I had this one woman who had, she uses this purple shampoo and her sweat was purple. That's enough convincing argument for anybody to pay attention to what we put on our bodies because these companies do not care, right? They want your hair to look good. They don't care. And so I think, you know, that's a huge message of mine. One, an empowering message to women that you're really in control of what's on the market. Like the more we buy safer products for us, the less garbage there'll be out there. And I know this is like going to take decades, but I do feel like there's a, a shift and I think there's a lot more healthy products out there. And even had a, a hair appointment recently and my hairdresser had some products that didn't have any fragrance in them and they worked really well. And I was like, yes, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. But I, I want to speak also to what you said about the women who are contemplating pregnancy. It's going to take a lot of education for women and girls to think about their egg quality long before they were pregnant. Because I mean, we've all taken for granted. Most women are you know, really focused on not getting pregnant and they're working with their birth control. And then when they want to get pregnant, it's this impatient rush. And when you detoxify, your conception will improve, your chances of conception will improve for sure, and the health of your baby. So you have to think about all those things. And I think fertility specialists aren't talking about this. OBGYNs are not talking about this. And I really, really, really want to see there be an awareness for women who want to get pregnant at some point to just understand some of the basic principles that that are in my book. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. I think the reason I like preconception health so much is that it's proactive, whereas I feel like the fertility space is reactive to right, oh, we can't get pregnant. And then there's there's like stress and panic and 
let's go to this specialist. And there's all of these emotions where it's like, okay, before you even like go down that pathway, like let's spend time optimizing your health, optimizing the health of the male partner and his sperm so that when it does come time to try, you guys are actually both healthier and you have a better chance. But again, like I think the conversation is getting there, but it's still such a new concept. And I I know it because when I talk about it on social media, people are like, wow, like I've never heard this idea of preconception before. And I'm I like, oh, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like I wrote my book a little too soon, but it was also kind of in me and I had to get it out. But I kind of feel like, you know, I f- maybe it'll be one of the books that can reach women. And again, the work that you're doing is so important. And I do think what's really important because people don't like to even say the word sperm, 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 sperm. They don't don't like to say it, but it's 50% of the equation. And I would say that like, you know, a lot of women that are struggling with conception, they are tracking their cycles and they know their ovulation and they know their temperatures. They know everything and they're taking full responsibility. But guess what? It is not all your responsibility. So often when we check somebody who's been down this path for a long time and they're really scratching their head, well, hey, we got to do a sperm analysis and see what's going on. And there's a lot, you know, sperm, I think it's like 72 days to change the quality of sperm and then 12 days in the testicles before it's in the ejaculate. So that's much shorter time to affect fertility than it is for women. So that is one of the most important things to optimize, looking at your partner and saying, are you healthy? There's a study which says that people who use medical marijuana one time a week have a 28% reduction in sperm count. So that's a sobering thought. And it goes up from there in terms of frequency. So these are little things that now there is better research about. And so with this challenge that people are facing of unexplained infertility, I kind of don't like that phrase because that's a conventional concept. It's unexplained to them, but I think, you know, there are a lot of clues to explain infertility. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I think the male aspect is overlooked and (laughs) it's kind of a, just shows like our reflection on from society, right? Like women are the default parents, even before they've gotten pregnant and they have to take full responsibility. And like, why does it matter? All I give is the sperm and then I'm done. And then you're pregnant and you're breastfeeding for a year and blah, 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 all all of this stuff. And it's not fair necessarily to just not take responsibility for your half. So I think you have a lot of good points. And my partner and I are both cleansing right now detoxing. And he has started, I started last fall already, (laughs) but he started now as well, finally. And yeah. And so it's a lot of, he is healthy already, but there's some things where I've said, Hey, look, like it's time to take a break from these things. So like substances, like no marijuana for a while, no alcohol for a while, making sure you're getting a gallon of water in every day, sweating every day for an hour, like just these things. And he's actually very open to it. And the way that I explained it to him was like, if you want the healthiest baby possible and you want me to have a great, well, I guess mine is more related to like my own health, but like for my birth and my postpartum, I'm like, you need to do this as well. So anyway, he's on board. Are you tired of feeling out of sync with your body's natural rhythm? Do you struggle with menstrual cycle related issues like fatigue, mood swings, and bloating? 
If you're looking to optimize your health and well-being, look no further than the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide. This comprehensive guide is designed to help you better understand and work with your menstrual cycle so you can improve your energy levels, reduce PMS symptoms, and gain a deeper understanding of your body. With in-depth information on each phase of the menstrual cycle, you'll learn how to adjust your diet, exercise routine, and self-care practices to better align with your body's needs. One of the biggest benefits of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is its user-friendly format. The guide is easy to follow and provides clear instructions on how to optimize your health throughout each phase of your cycle. Plus, it's packed with valuable information and insights that you won't find anywhere else. So whether you're a seasoned biohacker or you're just starting out, the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is the perfect tool to help you optimize your health and live in harmony with your body's natural rhythm. And with my expertise and guidance, you can trust that you're getting the best information and advice available. So why wait? Head over to biohackingbrittany.com to get your copy of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide and start living your best life today. Totally fair. I think onboarding your partner is incredibly critical because they play a big role here and they're giving you half of the chromosomes. So if those chromosomes have challenges, you know, and you've done all this cleansing, that doesn't feel totally fair. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so, and it's also nice to honestly go on the journey with your partner because it feels like you're in it together rather than by yourself, just trying to be as healthy as you can. Right. Right. And I think, I mean, he probably can speak to this too, but you know, it sounds like all toil and hard work, but you know, you feel really good. And so you don't really want to go back to everything that you did before something that is hard to grasp when you're starting out, but you do feel better. You're more clear. You sleep better. Your energy is more stable. Food cravings are much more easy to manage. And so when you're doing the right stuff for your body, it will speak back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I found when I've, when I've been like doing these things and really focusing on detoxing, I think I like have more of a glow, like my skin looks better. And I feel better, like you said, but I also get my blood work done a lot because I work with a bunch of different brands and they test me for different things. And it's honestly, it's so rewarding when I get my blood work back and like my inflammation's really low or, you know, my fasting insulin is a really healthy level and it's so rewarding. So the proof is really there when you stick to these habits long-term. So when you have people go through your course or you work with clients, what are the most common challenges that they kind of come to you with? Like, obviously people want to try and get pregnant and they want to detox, but, and then if you say like, okay, do these five things, what's like the pushback, the most common pushback that you got? Hmm. Good question. Well, women really don't want to give up their products. (laughs) That's a big one. And again, I think there are more and more amazing products on the market that are decadent and luxurious and they do not leave you feeling like, you know, you sacrifice something. So I think that's a big one. Fragrance is a a massive problem with hormones. So it it mimics, it's called an endocrine disrupting hormone and fragrances, and it can screw up all the chemical messaging from your anterior pituitary to your ovaries and can literally interfere with ovulation and your menstrual cycle and can exacerbate things like endometriosis and PCOS, which are big obstacles to conceiving. 
So I would say that is one, I mean, it, it's so simple and it's so easy, but it's so profound to really, really do a good assessment of the things that you're exposing yourself to. Because a woman, you know, has 400 exposures. I've heard every, every number between 200 and 400 exposures before she leaves the house in the morning. And it doesn't have to be that way. So that one, and I would say, you know, it is difficult for people to wrap their head around dietary changes, which are also super profound. And, you know, like, I do not believe that eating organically is, I think it's a necessity rather than a, a luxury. And certainly for certain people, especially when you travel around the United States, you you do become aware of the lack of access in certain places. But I just keep urging people, really stay away from the dirty dozen if you can't do anything else. And that's from the environmentalworkinggroup.org. And those are the commercially grown fruits and vegetables that have the most pesticides on them. And so the less you're exposed to pesticides, the better all the way around for your brain and for your reproductive system and your endocrine system. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't remember the last time I bought like a perfume or a fragrance. I know I did when I was a kid and when I was a teenager and I didn't know better. And looking back, I remember just having so many sit like on my dressing table in my bedroom type of thing. And just you're so young, like I, like say you're like 12, 13 and you're using these perfumes and like, what is that doing to your body at that time, like you're going through puberty and you're just like, why? <laughs> no, it's so true. I mean, and I have teenagers, so it's been, you know, a battle here in our house, even though they grew up with me. And so, you know, it is, there's a point where it becomes this personal choice, but I, I really, you know, I, I have been on several podcasts that are focused on mothers and they are always asking like, how do I get my girls not to use this or use this, you know? So I've compiled some some safe cosmetics, safe menstrual hygiene product lists and things like that. But I do think, again, this is why we want to get to women and girls earlier earlier and earlier so they can make better decisions. And, you know, part of it is I just know that this watching my own girls, that they have to find their way. And, you know, when I used to pull out my juicer when they were little, they used to scramble all three kids. I have a son too. They would scramble into the other room. And now my daughter works at a juice bar. The other one calls me and says, what's that salad dressing you made? Or what, tell me about that. Give me that recipe for that salad. So like the more you demonstrate in your own home, what's safe and healthy, it comes back. You know, it'll eventually, you know, your kids are watching, even if they're not doing what you're doing and it's frustrating, trust me, <laughs> there's perfume emanating from the downstairs that I didn't bring in this house and it will eventually shift. And so you just have to be united with them and keep saying why it's a good idea to choose something else, but they got to do their thing for a while anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially as teenagers, there's going to be like a sense of rebellion. I was like that when I was a teenager, but you kind of do swing back to things like you, you really do. Like I remember even just with sleep, like I used to go to bed so early when I was a teenager and cause like basically my parents made me and I used to rebel against it and hate it. And then I went to university and stopped listening. And now I'm like fully back to it. I'm in bed at 8.45. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so important. I don't know if you really talk about EMFs very much, but that's another huge area that is, I don't know that I have great data on EMFs and fertility, but I do have great data on EMFs and brain function. 
EMFs, which are coming from your telephone. And when you buy a telephone, there's actually a little pamphlet in the back that says, that's written by the FCC, saying, do not put this closer than one inch to your head. So they don't really broadcast that. Apple's not really making a big deal out of that. But, you know, a lot of people sleep with their phones near their bodies and that disrupts, you know, we are sensitive organs. We're energy beings. We are beings of light and these EMFs are very powerful. Oh my gosh. I just read this article the other day about airlines that haven't converted their um, radio equipment to be able to tolerate 5G signals. So it's interfering with radio signals in airplanes. From So if that's happening, then how is it not affecting our health if, if you're sleeping with it on your ovaries or near your head or something like that? So that's another thing that, you know, our grandparents never had to deal with. And it's, I have seen so many things about how bees are responding to the EMFs and bees are kind of a, what's the word, kind of like a a litmus of how our environment is healthy and the bees are in trouble. And I think a lot of it is the pesticides and the EMFs. So I know people aren't going to give up their phones, but to turn them off at dinner, at bedtime, turn them off and turn off your computer, not just put it to sleep, turn them all the way off. Then at least your immune system gets a chance to really rest and your nervous system gets a chance to really rest. And your nervous system really does talk to your endocrine system. And that's what's really in charge of reproduction. So that's another really big one. I don't really talk about that much in my book, but it is a really big impact on our health that we do have control over. You know that I seriously, seriously value the menstrual cycle and women's health. And I really care about helping women create more regular cycles, reduce their symptoms, and be able to just kind of live life (laughs) easier and have more fun and not have to worry so much about these health issues that kind of plague a lot of women, including myself. So I've recently actually been taking a new supplement by a company called Nochi, and the supplement is called New Moon, and it is a supplement completely focused on menstrual support. It is rooted in traditional Chinese medicine and uses herbs like ginger, ginseng, and jujube that provide a ton of benefits, including relief from menstrual cramps, reduces bloating, helps ease PMS symptoms, and supports irregular cycles. I deal with all of that here and there. It always changes cycle to cycle, but I definitely deal with irregular menstrual cycles every single month or more than that, you know? So I really love using this product and I love using something that's rooted in nature, but also traditional Chinese medicine, because as someone who does acupuncture a lot and really respects traditional Chinese medicine, I can see how it can play such an important role in our tools that we use to help heal. So if you're dealing with any type of PMS, irregular cycles, you need menstrual support, I really suggest this product. I'm not taking anything else like it. And it's really, really fantastic. So that is by No Chi. And that's the supplement called New Moon. And I will link it in the show notes. It's also on my website. Go for it. Try it out. Let me know what you think. You can use my discount. It's all linked right there for you. Yeah, I have talked about EMF a lot and I am very, very conscious about it. 
So what we do is, yeah, no phones in the bedroom and they're also on airplane mode at night. We turn our Wi-Fi off. So we're in an apartment building. So it's not going to be perfect right now, but that's okay. We're on the ground floor. At least that helps. We're kind of more grounded than we used to be where you still live on the 19th floor. So yeah, Wi-Fi off at night, no phones in the bedroom. We don't have a TV in the bedroom. We don't like nothing like that. And then headphones are always wired headphones or the phones on speaker. Bluetooth is never, ever on. And no phones in the pockets by my ovaries or my partner's junk as well. Like none of that. We're like, we're very conscious about it. And I actually have a friend who just released a line of female clothing that is EMF blocking. It's called Juna Day. And I will link it in the show notes for this. She just sent me the romper and she is clothing for women when they're pregnant as well. For oh, this. it's a blocker. It's an EMF blocker for your belly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like cute. <laughs> oh, how fun. See, yeah. like these things are, I mean, I think innovation is the the outcome of all of these problems that we have. And so Thank you to her for doing that. And more will follow because it's just, it's necessary. So, so great. Yes, exactly. So she just sent me this like really cute romper, but she has a bunch of different designs. And before that, I just had like a typical EMF blocking blanket. And also the other important thing, I know we're on a tangent here, but no laptops on your lap ever. Yeah, ever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All these things. And so like when women are in distress in my clinic and they're like, oh my, my, you know, I'm not ovulating. It's not something that we need to hit over the head with a hammer. Sometimes, sometimes it's these subtle things. Everybody's different. Everybody's sensitive to different levels. It, I mean, I obviously will measure hormones and we will address every imbalance that we see, but you know, it can be three or four of these things that we've talked about that are impairing your ability to get pregnant. Yeah, it really is. And it's honestly, it's sometimes it feels like an uphill battle. And I, I, I wonder if you feel the same. Like when I talk to people about this who kind of have no idea and they think I'm crazy when I talk about EMFs, but it's, I don't really care. And I've stopped caring quite a while ago because I just feel like the closer that we can live to nature and how, things were, I don't want to say supposed to be, but maybe how things were a while ago before everything became so online and modern, I think the better it is for our health. And so that's kind of what I just try to do and preach, but this sometimes it falls on deaf ears, you know? Absolutely. And I think this is what you were saying earlier is you, we hope that you can be proactive instead of freaking out when you can't get pregnant. There's a 20% chance of conception with any cycle if everything is balanced and perfect. So add in a little endocrine dispute, confusion from chemical exposures or fragrances, and you know that 20% shrinks pretty quickly. So yeah, I really, I feel like we can't fool mother nature. I know that's an old cliche, but it is so true. Wherever there is something that is not derived from nature, there will be a backlash. And so EMFs are a perfect example of that. And so are synthetic fragrances. And there are natural fragrances that are out there that chemicals, the word fragrance can have up to 300 chemicals in them. And I don't think women would use them if they knew that. And so that is such, you know, just information is power. And so I just want to empower women to make decisions that are healthy and good and that support really 
what nature has provided for us. I know that sounds kind of like optimi- overly optimistic, but it really, it, I think what we're seeing with this fertility crisis is all of these things that we've ignored about mother nature and what's right. Yeah, it is pretty interesting that like the infertility rates have increased over the past 10, 20 years. And it's, it's sad though, you know, like it's, I feel for these people who are going through it and it it makes me sad. Like, yeah, especially because that's kind of the world I'm in now, like the age group that I'm in. When I hear people who are like, oh, we've been trying for a year and, and now we're going to look at IVF. And I'm like, no, I know. And I'm like, okay, like before you spend $15,000 or $10,000 and you have a 20% chance of it working, why don't we just like take a look at your lifestyle and like, let's do something more than just you take a prenatal and not drink alcohol. Like there's so much you can do before you do this massive investment. It's so true. I'm so glad that's your what that's what you're saying because you know, it sometimes it's quite simple and sometimes you know, we we got to dig in and figure out what is going on at deeper levels, but for sure to, if people go straight from trying to IVF, I think that's a missed opportunity. Plus, you know, it's your body, your body's giving you this symptom of unexplained infertility for a reason. And if you can correct that, then you reduce the risk of things downstream. So in other words, like when you're 50 and you have really kind of neglected this area of your life, other things might befall you. And so it's really good prevention for the rest of your life. Yeah, it definitely is. My internal dialogue is when people maybe criticize what I do or don't think it's legit or don't understand it maybe is always like, why would I do what everyone else is doing when everyone else is obese, sick, infertile? Like, why would I do what the average American person is doing or North American person is doing? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like the actions do not equal the type of results I want. So why would I do those actions? So I wanted to shift gears quickly. I want to talk about pride pride pads in Africa. Okay. Yeah. So I'm from South Africa. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't accent. No, I don't. Especially <laughs> not what I can barely talk right now. But I've also spent time in Tanzania. I volunteered there a few years ago. And I'm so curious about this. Where in Africa does this happen? And can you explain this project more? Okay, so the story about Pride Pads Africa, I was working out at a local gym and I saw this man who in Boulder stands out because he's African and I he was doing this crazy ab workout and I was like, wow, what is that? Couldn't stop watching him. And all these people were coming up and high-fiving and hugging him, kissing him. I was like, who is that guy? He looks kind of special. And I got to meet him. And then the next day I went to this meeting at my friend's house. She was gathering some people to talk about this menstrual pad project that was happening in Africa. And backing up to this, I read a book when my kids were really little about sex trafficking called Half the Sky. And it changed my life. I realized that, you know, young women are sex trafficked around the world and they're especially likely to be sex trafficked if they're not in school. And so fast forward, we start talking about menstrual hygiene education and providing menstrual pads to girls in school to keep them in school. Because if a girl finishes her education, she will have four or five fewer children. And if she finishes her education, she's less likely to be raped or kidnapped or married or pregnant. And so 
it's it seemed to me like in order to help these girls, the easiest thing I could do was to work on getting a menstrual pad in their hands. And so that's what we've been doing. So we've been working together since about 2017. And we fundraise here in the United States. We bought four machines in India, had them shipped to Cameroon, and then bussed up to this very remote region in northern Cameroon where there are no services for these girls. It is really rural. And we were just there. I got back a couple weeks ago and we were visiting schools and handing out pads. And the teachers were saying, you know, we haven't had any pregnancies this year. And normally we have about eight. So it feels like we're making an impact and they're biodegradable pads and we're employing women in the area. So it's their livelihood. They can support their families. And it's just, it's, you know, it hasn't been an easy project, but it's been so fulfilling. And I'm so glad that we had to, we just got to go and meet all the employees. We've never met them before. And we've been doing all of this from Boulder. So I'm super excited about Pride Pads. And I very, I feel very passionate about getting girls educated because I think if we have an educated population of girls and women in this world, we are going to be so much better off. And I'm just a big proponent of, these girls having completed their education, they're safe. They're safer that way. Yeah. I love that. Especially as somebody, like I said earlier, like I lived, you know, the first 10 years of my life in South Africa. And then I've been to Tanzania and other places. I love this. And as I'm developing my own preconception program coming out later this year, I would love to be involved in Pride Pads somehow, whether that's like donating or whatever. I just want to be involved because I think this is such an important project. So I will link this in the show notes for Awesome. Awesome. Well, we would love it. And I, for your listeners that feel similarly, I mean, we would love to take you up on that. Thank you for the offer. And the, one of the best ways to support pride pads is $24 provides one girl with pads for an entire school year. So that's like less than a manicure. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, so, I mean, and I think, you know, when you talk to this, talk to people about this project, they can't help but have the similar reaction that you did. It's like, wait a second, this is so important and it's so easy and we are so fortunate and we don't have to think about this, you know? And so it is, that's what keeps me, it's my passion project <laughs> on top of all my other things I do, but it feels good. And it feels like you're giving back and you're supporting an entire population of young girls that don't have access to simple things like menstrual pads. You know, I love gathering data on myself. And I think this is so important as a biohacker, nutritionist, and just wellness advocate. I don't like making decisions based off of just guessing and my intuition only, but I like to have data as well to really guide me and help me make the most sense of what is going on in my body on a cellular level. That is why I test with Inside Tracker every single quarter or more, to be honest. And I love all of the information they provide. It is an at home blood test. They come, they take a look at over 45 different biomarkers, including minerals, vitamins, hormones, and really give you a big picture on what is going on inside your body at that time. If you're in Canada, they come they to your house, they do the test for you. That's where I am. States, the same thing. Or you can also go to a lab and get it done as well. And they also have a biological age test that is a calculation based off of your results, and that's called inner age. This is really fascinating. Mine is usually about 10 years younger than I actually am. So I'm always really proud of that when I see that result. 
But what's really cool is recently Inside Tracker has made great strides and they've actually added new biomarkers to their ultimate test. So they've added things like ApoB this year and they've which is critical for like heart health. And they've also added three hormone markers, which is really important for aging as well as women's health. And I've spoken about that before. So they test like progesterone, estradiol, and your thyroid as well. And so now they've added something new again, which is insulin, which is the key biomarker for sustained energy and an early warning for several chronic diseases. So Everyone knows how important insulin is and glucose. So it's honestly so helpful to be able to add this in to this test. I really suggest if you're dealing with symptoms or some sort of health issue, but you don't really know what's going on, you need to get data on yourself to make sense of it. So I really suggest doing something like this. You can order the ultimate test. If you use my discount code, you get 20% off, which is actually a lot because it makes a big difference when you're getting something done like this. I will link it in the show notes for you. It's also on my website on biohackingbrittany.com. And that is Inside Tracker. And my discount code is biohackingbrittany in all capitals. Feel free to use it, get tested. And honestly, if you have any questions about your results, they have an app that helps you and gives you a ton of resources and recommendations based off of your personal results. So super helpful as well. That's Inside Tracker, and it is linked in the show notes and on my website. Yeah. So is that $24? Is that a donation that's done through Pride Pride, PridePadsAfrica.com? PridePads.org. Okay. Yes, it is tax deductible, and 100% of your donation goes to this project. It doesn't go to administrative. We don't have any paid employees here in Boulder. We only have paid employees that are in the manufacturing plant there. And so 100% of your donation will be used for making pads, which is something we're pretty proud of also. I love that. I am going to take a look at that right now. I think that's, I think it's so important to be able to include an aspect of helping those in need in your business. But also I think women just really need a helping hand, let alone women in developing countries, let alone young girls, like honestly. So That's awesome. And I'm so happy that you actually got to go to Africa and see it because it's such, it's so different when you see it firsthand. Oh boy. You are so right. I feel like now I have the context down. I mean, we had our heads down raising money and getting the shipment and the materials and the machines and everything. And now I'm like, oh, now I really get these women and I get the schools and I get where they are and I get, you know, they don't have water in a lot of places. So you know, a lot of people say, why wouldn't you use a diva cup or a tampon? Well, it's taboo. You can't. And also, there, like I said, there's not a lot of water. So this is the easiest, most sanitary way to have them manage their menstrual flow. Yeah. And honestly, like when you, when you try and bring in something like a tampon or a diva cup, there's an element of education that's required for that for every woman or girl who's supposed to incorporate that So you have to think about it on a ground level. Like who is going to teach that girl to do that? When we were in Tanzania, we were, my husband and I, we were volunteering at a school and this company from Texas had donated a ton of computers and it was awesome. And so then this principal is walking us around. He's like, and then he shows us these computers 
and they're in the suitcases because he's like, we love these computers, but like, we don't know how to use them and no one's taught us. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so it's like people have such good hearts and they're like, oh, I'm going to donate these things. But you have to understand that you need someone on the ground who's going to educate and help you help people adapt to it. So pads makes total sense because girls know how to use it already. It's very obvious. So well, when we got there, they had their hands on the hips, their hips saying these machines don't work. And then after a few days, we got them all working. So they do work, but they had the same exact same experience. Like how we don't know how to make them work. And so, but now they do. So teach a man to fish, right? So then they can, they can do it going forward. They're empowered. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. And I'm excited to look more into it. If people want to connect with you, how can they do that? If they want to take your program or work with you on -on one-on-one, how do they do that? I'm starting a community very soon where women will have, will be working on a fertility plan, strategic plan that involves testing and lifestyle and all kinds of things for 12 months. That's happening soon. And best way to maybe to find me is Dr. Mary Shackleton on Instagram. And I also have a clinic website, which is holisticacare.com. And we do do telemedicine. And I think those are the two best, most efficient ways to reach out to me. Awesome. I will put that in the show notes for everybody so they can connect with you. And I'm sure they will. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was a blast. I, I really loved learning from you. I love that too. And good luck with your preconception clan. And, and I'd love to stay in touch as you develop that. If you need any speakers or anything, just let me know. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Okay. Take care. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.